This is Jay Baer from Convince and Convert. Welcome to season six of Social Pros. If you want to learn how big companies succeed with social media, you found the perfect podcast. The show is brought to you by Salesforce Marketing Cloud, inspiring one-to-one connections with your customers through social, mobile, email, web, and advertising. The show is also brought to you by Yext, whose award-winning location management platform helps companies of all sizes drive more foot traffic to their doors and get more customer reviews. And by Convince and Convert, social media strategy advisors and counselors to the world's most interesting brands. Convince and Convert makes your social better. My co-host for the show is Adam Brown. Find all links, archives, and more at socialpros.com. Are you ready? Let's get to work. Welcome, everybody, to Social Pros, the podcast for real people doing real work in social media. This is episode 264. I am still Jay Bear from Convince and Convert, joined, as usual, by my special Texas friend. He is from Austin. He is the executive strategist of Salesforce Marketing Cloud. He is the one, the only, the Easter Bunny, Mr. Adam <laughs> Brown. Jay, it's great to be here for number 264. Uh, I feel honored and privileged to have been a part of uh, several of those. Uh, not all of them. You've been doing this. Sometime. Wow, uh, that's a good. That's a good thing. Uh, need to need to pull out the old calculator and do that. But it, it's always a joy. It's always great to uh, to speak to you. I hope the uh, Easter Bunny was kind to you and yours uh, as we record this, kind of the week after Easter. Yeah, it was great. You know, uh, I I put this on Instagram. Uh, my kids are eighteen and almost sixteen, so Easter's a little different right it's like there's no egg there's no egg hunt there's no wonderment it's like oh great free candy let's go to brunch and then sit around on our sweatpants and watch movies it's not really the same kind of easter that you might have uh when your tykes are younger but uh, it's it's all the same it's it's all good you're in that awkward phase between easter eggs and mimosas for easter sunday (laughs) that's well said well said that is exactly right uh next year when my daughter goes to college i'm sure she will be mimosoing it uh on Easter. Although she did say it's a little wistful she said you know this might be the last easter we spend together for a long time and i'm like wow that's kind of sad so yeah. thanks for putting some perspective on that what i need is a carbon copy of myself what i need is the opportunity to be in more places uh, at the same time and if only today's special guest could just take their technology one step further and roll out a cloning machine, we would be there. She's going to work on it. That's her promise to us. It is Fallon Finnegan, who is the global head of social marketing for Xerox. Welcome to Social Pros. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. So where are you on the cloning machine? I'm expecting by the time the show actually airs, we'll be ready. Well, the guys out at Park are working on it. I hope they are. You've got a hot new technology, right? Connect Key, which is like this revolutionary new technology. I think one of the tweets that your team put out there said it's the the biggest technological advance in like 115 years at Xerox or something like that, which is saying something. That's saying something. Uh, That's a a big, that's a big, bold claim. Uh, Usually don't get into product stuff right away, but I was so intrigued by that. I want you to tell us what Connect Key is. Yes. So this is... uh... Um, it's our biggest product launch in, in the company's 110-year history, 29 new products. And it's really taking the office printer, as you know it, to the next level, to, to that work 
workplace assistant, right? It's not just about printing when you're in the office. You need to send documents to your Dropbox and, you know, um, translate to different languages, things like that. And, and if you look at our Connect Key line, um, the, the user face looks very much like a smartphone. So it's all about the apps and um, really having that in-house workplace assistant right there along with you. It's not just a printer. It does so much more. It's got to be incredibly challenging and exhilarating for you to run social for such a massive launch with 29 new products, uh, massively different new technology as well. Tell us a little bit about what that's been like over the last few months. It has been really exciting. And, um, you know, it's a coordinated coordinated effort, excuse me. Uh, we're we're a, a global company, as you said, and this, these products are available all over the world, which means working with our marketing colleagues all over the world. I sit in corporate marketing, um, but I lead social. And uh, at Xerox, we have over 50 social channels. So we've got folks at the corporate level doing social on, on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. We've got blogs, but then we also have folks within our different lines of business and also in our countries, so Xerox Mexico, for example, Xerox Germany. So when we do a launch um, as big as ConnectKey, it's really about coordinating on many different levels from, from content strategy to paid strategy, working with advertising, working with the product guys, um, translating all of our content into different languages and, you know, coordinating on, on when we're going to share this news and working with the media and just lots of different uh, cooks in the kitchen and um, efforts to, to get all of our ducks in a row. Did you, for this big launch, did, did you, uh, ride on top of existing collaboration protocols, a center of excellence or similar, where you were already working with those teams? Or did you have to do some rewiring of how you work with people in lines of business or around the world in order to make this launch coordinated? Yes. So it, it's an existing process, but one that definitely had to be tighter. So my team is a very small corporate team and we're supported by our agency friends at Text 100. Um, so, so we're kind of that middle center. And then what we do is, is we have a center of excellence where we bring in our key social stakeholders within the different lines of business. So for example, within our office product line, and when I say office, it's those you know typical floor copiers you would see around the workplace. We have folks that practice social there. We've got folks that do social for graphic communication. So these different leaders, we all got together and then we created our social plan in conjunction with the other folks in marketing. And then that next layer of the ring is bringing in our country folks and giving them the tools they need to share the news in the local markets. You mentioned the blog a moment ago. Is that part of your uh, roles and responsibilities, the, the, the Xerox blog, or is that a, a separate team that really focuses on content? It is underneath the social. Um, it's, it's part of my team, and um, we have 11 blogs at the company um, focused on different areas. We have one that we consider our corporate blog. That's Xerox Connect. You can check that out. Um, then we also have a few that are focused on different lines of business. We have one that's geared towards small businesses. We have ones that's geared towards enterprise, one for channel partners, the folks that sell Xerox products. We also have a few in language. So the, the blog piece is another part of the whole content coordination with a, with a launch like, like ConnectKey. We have to get the bloggers together and say, okay, what are you going to write for your audience? And, and let's make sure we don't overlap and, and that we're tailoring the content to um, the subscribers and, and the folks that are going to check out those blogs. You mentioned in our pre-show notes that you feel like strategically for Xerox, 
that Facebook is more of the friends and family destination that you're preaching to the converted at some level that it's um, employees and current customers and things like that. I don't necessarily disagree with that uh, approach, but I think it's different than how a lot of other companies, even B2B companies think about Facebook. There's still a lot of um, maybe hopefulness around Facebook as a customer acquisition vehicle, but it sounds like you feel like it's more uh, of a retention play. I'd like you to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, well, actually, it's both. So for us, um, we know that a lot of our audience on Facebook is what we call friends and family. So people who have worked for Xerox or, um, hey, my dad worked at Xerox or I'm a retiree, some kind of personal connection to the company. We see that a lot. But I completely agree with you that it's absolutely a place where we can, um, you know, gain new eyeballs and, you know, new acquisition for sure. And, um, you know, Facebook for us has really evolved and just just the way that, the, you know, the things that the platform can do now and how we can use it. Are you doing much on the paid social side or is that not part of the game plan for Xerox Social? It is part of the game plan. And I think, you know, just the way the company has, or I'm sorry, the company, the, the industry has evolved, you kind of have to have pay as part of your mix, even if it's, even if it's a small bit, we know with algorithms on Facebook, if we want folks to see our content, we have to pay to play. Um, that is part of our team's remit. And we do do that, um, you know, selectively, not for everything, but um, with a big product launch, um, such as our Connect Key line, for sure, we've got paid behind it. And, and is that an in-house responsibility or is that an agency responsibility or both? It's a little bit of both. So uh, my team initiates the IOs. We work directly with our rep at Facebook. He's he's terrific. We do the same thing with LinkedIn, Twitter, and then um, we have our agency friends help us manage the spend and you know um, turn the posts on and off and things like that. You've been doing this for a while on the social side. What what excites you right now? What are you fired up about in terms of where social is today? You know, I I have been doing this for a while. And I was thinking about that before the call. It's been about five years for me. And, um, you know, prior to that, Xerox didn't have a dedicated social media team. Oh, we really? Had, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We had a PR team and we, and I was on the PR team. I'm a PR person by trade background. And, and uh, you know, when social started picking up, the different folks on the PR team would kind of take a stab at Twitter or put some things up on Facebook, but we didn't really have a dedicated presence. And at the time, our CMO said, okay, you know, so Social's here to stay. We actually have to have a special group to, to manage this. And so that's when I moved over. And I think the thing that keeps me in the position and, you know, interested in the role is just it's constantly changing. And, um, you know, it, you think about first social was all about text, right? And then it was oh, it's got to have an image. You've got to have an image or nobody's going to look at your stuff. And now it's it's become, boy, it's got to be video. You have to have video. And I think just the way that it has evolved is really interested. Now it's live. Everything's Facebook Live and Periscope and some live things on YouTube now. So it's just really fun to see, um, you know, as the platforms evolve, as social media evolves, and, you know, what you can do as a marketer with that. Yeah, you nailed that progression too. It's you know, text to photo to video to live video is is absolutely the sequence that we've all sort of witnessed here. What's next? Like, what what's gonna? It's got to be VR. That's going to be the next uh, commandment in social. That seems like a big ask. I think that it's going to be something with um, more of of live chat video style. So. So if you think about when you FaceTime somebody on your phone, I think that there's going to be more of that face-to-face -face type interaction with video next. You know, I picture the Twitter of years from now 
where instead of a bunch of chat bubbles, it's a bunch of live video feeds that could get yeah. dangerous, but I could see it going that way. <laughs> well, huge implications for customer service. Uh, no question about that. Absolutely. One thing that one thing you've talked about in the past is your uh, desire, and, and you really accomplished a lot of this, tying the social media work that you're doing on behalf of the organization and its brands back to conversions. And I'd love for you to talk about that because a lot of big brands are so bedeviled by attribution in social. A lot of your work is not e-commerce. You know, people aren't going to Xerox.com and saying, you know, here's a bunch of money. Give, you know, bring me a, bring me an office computer printer giant box. Some people perhaps are, but typically I suspect they're, they're purchasing your products through an intermediary. So how are you, how are you tracking uh, the impact of social on leads and sales, et cetera? So I think uh, for us, it's all about the customer experience and how we can engage along the way in that, you know, pre, during, and post-sale. So it's everything from what you think of social traditionally as the uh, awareness piece, right? Just getting some posts out there, having folks know what Xerox is all about today. But then we're looking at our content strategy for that next level. Okay, what's that, what's that middle of the funnel type content that we can put out there? And then also, you know, for that buyer journey, to the offer, right? What's that? What's that final piece? How how can we nurture that sales stream? Um, for many years, it was just about that top piece, that awareness. And we know social can do more. I, I just think social is the epitome of big data. There's so much out there. There's so much to scratch at. And what we've really focused on is taking it to the next level. So awareness still has to be there, but we're we're moving beyond the likes, the 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 impressions, the the engagements. To how can we actually directly um, impact sales, as you said, and you know the business. Uh, we're really focused on driving folks down that funnel and driving folks over to Xerox.com where they can do things like fill out forms, request more information. So while we may not be, you know, selling the Connect Key device in one tweet, we're working, um, you know, to have our content uh, progress in that way right down the funnel to hopefully get to that sale. And, and Phelan, I think that's something that every large and small brand is is trying to, to wrestle with. It's that attribution. It's being able to show not just correlation, but but causation. And as you said, whether it's with sales, whether it's with with brand lift and, and brand recognition, you have as Xerox, one of the you know world's most familiar and, and respected brands. So you're in a, in a good space with that. Do you see any of the kind of product R and D teams or uh, or folks who are actually in the product manufacturing development? beginning to use social listening to help them kind of ascertain a how they can make their products better or b you know ideas for for new products like you uh, just articulated absolutely and uh, you know they're they're all seeing the power of social media, which is really exciting for my team. Um, I've talked a lot about getting social in front of the conversation. And we actually we were just meeting with our folks that created our direct to object printer, which is a really cool printer that prints on objects, just as the name says. So it can print on footballs, it can print on mugs. And, you know, we did just a really quick video on that and shot it out. And the product guys were like, that's amazing. You know, they, they saw the reaction, they want to do more, they want to know what the comments are. And for us, it's really exciting to be able to bring that back to them and say, hey, you know, here's what people are saying, or, oh, this is a comment about a product that is working or not working, or here's what we can improve. And, you know, we're always listening and learning and bringing that, that data back to the team. Well, one of the great things about being in the technology space like Xerox is, is the fact that 
and I just know this from personal experience with your brand, you guys rock the demo. It's, it's always incredible. You know, it's always jaw dropping, whether it's a four color printer that can print, you know, 75 pages in a minute, or as you said, 3D printing or object printing. Because of that, and kind of to what you and Jay were talking about just a few minutes earlier, how are you feeling about like live streaming or doing those types of demonstrations and that, that type of information sharing in a visual format kind of in, in real time? Is that something that you're seeing your, uh, your brand teams, your marketing, your social teams beginning to experiment with? Absolutely. We've done quite a few Facebook Lives and Periscopes. And I think, especially with products like ours, people want to see it in, in motion. You know, for us to say, hey, it, you know, it prints so many pages a minute. Eh, great. You, you know, we know people want to see it. We want to see it in action. And that was, you know, why the, the just the video I mentioned that we did with the direct to object football was great because you we showed the guy going up there and he's, you know, typing into his computer. And the next thing he puts the football into the machine, you see it run up and down and pop out and it's got print on it, which is really neat. So absolutely. We love what we can do with video. Anything that we can do to bring our customers in on the experiment or experience, we want to try. I love, I, just like Jay did, I loved your, your your analogy and your evolution of from textual to image to, to video as we've seen social content kind of progress. I, I know one of the things, uh, Phelan, you, sh- you shared with us in the, in the pre-show was that you have 50, uh, over 50 social media accounts. And I'd, I'd love to, to hear you kind of talk a little bit about that and rationalize it, if you will, because I think anybody who's at a larger company or coming on board a larger company with multiple social accounts has to wrestle with, okay, are we going to go deep or wide? Are we going to organize these social media accounts by geography, by business division, by platform, with as many places in the world where Xerox does business with so many different, very distinct business divisions? How do you, how do you reconcile that? And how do you say, okay, we're going to be 60 by next year, or we're going to be 40 by next year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, there, there's quite a, a bit that goes into, you know, how many accounts we're going to have. We actually had quite a few more. (laughs) This is less than we used to have. Um, And I think, you know, at the beginning of of social, everybody wanted to be on Twitter and Facebook. And as a company, you know, you're just like, okay, sure, let's try it. And then when you start to realize, okay, who are we trying to reach and, and where are the audiences, that's where we really said, okay, you know, these accounts need to stay open. These need to close. Um, we really look to to where the audience is. And if the audience needs to hear a special message, if, for example, we have a, a, a Twitter handle at Xerox office focuses a lot on SMB. We know there are SMB folks out there that want to hear about SMB all the time. They may not want to follow the corporate feed where we talk about all things Xerox. So that's where we look at the audience and say, okay, is the audience there? Are they hungry for the information? And then do we have the internal teams to support that? Quite a few of our countries are out, or our, I'm sorry, our, um, our accounts are outside of the U.S. And that really is, um, you know, key with languages, right? We can't have the folks in in Germany expected to follow the corporate feed that's all in English. So that's when we know that we need in language within those countries. Um, but it's really about, you know, the audience, the language, and, and just what those folks need. Do those folks need to hear about graphic communications in French? Well, then maybe we need a channel just to that. That's the way we um, approach it. To that point, talk a little bit about the governance of that. A, you've got somebody in Germany that wants to create a brand new, uh, you know, either either a Twitter account or uh, or or a new Snapchat account, or you've got uh, the rationalization that you need to sunset somebody's account, Some, something that's very near and dear to their heart. They have this ownership, but as you said, maybe the audience for that uh, that particular account is is fairly narrow, and maybe the interest and the engagement is is, is waning a little bit. 
what kind of governance do you have and kind of what protocols do you uh, do you kind of expect all of your communicators and marketers around the uh, around the world to, uh, to to maintain sure so the first question we ask when someone says hey i want to open a new account we say you know who are you trying to reach and then we look at our existing accounts and say do our existing accounts already reach that audience if they don't then the next step is okay you know we, we may need an account um, then we say what's your plan so we require a content plan we require you know an outline of who's going to support the account make sure they understand about how to measure the account uh, reporting on their results things like that if, if that all passed the mustard and we open a new account um, we do require a certain amount of posting every month. We do look at engagement rates, um, you know, and, and things like that so that an account doesn't go dormant. Uh, a lot of times folks do get excited and then the first couple of months are going great. And then, you know, oh, suddenly nobody can run it anymore and we may have to close it down. That really doesn't ha happen very often anymore. We actually don't get so many folks internally wanting to open social anymore one because they're they're more aware and they know we've got quite a few channels for for them to choose from where we can share their information but also they know it's now work so I think you know at, at the start of social it just seemed like a lot of fun and everybody wanted to do it and then we actually sit down and explain well you know you've got to have a content calendar and you've got to have a community manager and things like that's that's when they say oh well wait a minute we might not want to go that route. So we don't we don't have too much of that internally anymore. But even for the accounts we do have open, we regularly, you know, keep track of the metrics and make sure that they're successful. That's great. I think that's so important. Uh, and to be to be kind of truthful, uh, because you're right, it's inevitable. There is always a honeymoon period when you when you start a new social account or, or a new social project, especially especially for uh, accounts that may be a seasonal event or an annual trade show or something like that, where you know 360 days of the year. Um, even with the greatest content, uh, folks are not going to be as interested uh, in it. Phelan, I've got one more kind of question before I give it back over to my very esteemed colleague uh, with some important messages. I really want to take advantage of because Xerox is such a global brand and you're doing business in all different parts of the world. I was curious what you're learning from your colleagues uh, doing social activities in other parts of the world. You know, are they seeing the same trends in social uh, that, that, that you're seeing here in the United States? Are they seeing different ones? Do you find in some cases that they're maybe slightly behind the U.S. in some areas, but maybe slightly ahead of the U.S. in others? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, and, you know, and, and it makes me think back to last year when we had our services business. So at the end of, of um, 2016, we actually separated our services business, which was focused on business process outsourcing. And, and when that services business was part of Xerox, we did a lot of work on LinkedIn. We all know that's the business platform. It was great for our services, social media, and we were heavily doubled down on LinkedIn. Um, while our other folks in the countries were heavily doubled down on Facebook. Facebook was it for them. LinkedIn really wasn't. So um, we definitely see different trends. We also see things that work differently in the countries um, that, that may not work in the U.S. Um, they're always experimenting. Uh, we actually have our community calls every few months where we have different folks within the countries and lines of business present so that we're all learning from each other. Um, but yeah, I mean, you definitely see see different uses and um, just things that you know may not fly in one country is is a big hit in the other. And a lot of it is also the same. You know, we do content packs for the countries, and we say, you know, here's some suggested content. If it works for you, great. If it doesn't, that's okay. And they, you know, they take their learnings back to us too. 
how do you give them the, those content packs? I'm always fascinated to think about how content moves from the mothership out to an LOB or a country. It moves in many ways. Um, sometimes it's email, sometimes it's Google Docs, sometimes it's Smartsheet. Um, it it kind of depends on what the, uh, the program is. We also use Spreadfast as our SMMS tool, so sometimes we uh, store things in Spreadfast for them to grab there too. Got it. Thanks. I want to talk about the future of ads. We talked about ads a minute ago, but Fallon said it perfectly, like you almost have to do some paid these days. Our friends at Salesforce Marketing Club, who, among other things, employ Adam Brown, certainly understand how important advertising is to modern social media marketers. So they put together a free ebook that you can get at bit.ly slash Salesforce ads. That's bit.ly slash Salesforce ads. It's called the future of ads. And it's all about global ad spend, uh, targeted click-through rates, targeted conversion rates for ads on Facebook, Google, Twitter, and beyond, how you can increase your return on ad spend using CRM data, custom audiences, et cetera. Also some great case studies on lookalikes, re-engagement campaigns, et cetera. Really great stuff. Go check it out. It's the future of ads from our friends at Salesforce Marketing Cloud, bit.ly slash Salesforce ads. Also, I want to talk about ratings and reviews. My team, uh, myself and Daniel Lemon, our senior strategist, put together a new ebook called How to Win Digital and Real World Traffic with Local Reviews. We did it in partnership with our friends at Yext, uh, the leaders in mobile and local marketing. So it's all about how you can get more reviews from your customers, whether those reviews should go on your website or on a place like Google Reviews, on Facebook, on TripAdvisor, on Yelp, or whatever the ratings and reviews platforms are in your industry, and how to win the reviews battle, which becomes increasingly more important all the time. Get it at offers.yext.com slash reviews. That's offers.yext.com slash reviews. Adam, back to you. Jay, thank you so much. And Phelan Finnegan, Head of Global Social Marketing for Xerox. Thank you so much for, for, for being on the show. Phelan, you, you mentioned something uh, earlier that, uh, that's near and dear to my heart, uh, but something that's, that's familiar to me. And that is you kind of came from a, from a PR side of things. You came from doing public relations at, uh, at Xerox and then kind of matriculated into and actually helped create the entire social media organization there. And I come from a, from a kind of a, a PR background and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you on the spot here. Uh, a little bit. Are you okay? You okay with that? Yes, I can take it. Okay. Here is the question. It's a challenging question, and we're going to kind of point and counterpoint it here a little bit. But Fay Lin, public relations expert and now head of global social marketing for Xerox, I want you to make a, the case for why social media is more important to public relations than to advertising and marketing. Or you may, if, if you disagree with that, uh, make it from the, from the marketing side. I, it's, it's a trick question, but I think it's an important one. And I think it'll spur some, uh, some debate and conversation here. Mm -hmm. I think I can argue both sides. And yeah. actually, internally, um, the social team at Xerox was reporting into PR, and then we've switched to digital 
marketing. And uh, so it's kind of been a little bit of back and forth internally. So I think a, a couple of things on the PR front, the, the pros certainly are, this is an external communications channel, social media is, right? And, and um, you know, when you're putting out statements, those are public statements, and you can't just say anything you want. And um, if Xerox has news, we need to get it out on social. You need to get it out so folks can hear about it. And also listening. I mean, a lot of what we do on the listening side is reputation management, right? We want to hear um, everything folks have to say about Xerox, the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, and that really all rolls up more on the PR side. Now, if you go to the marketing side, social's a powerful channel for marketing, right? There are customers there or prospective customers that may want to buy and you want your content out on social so that they can get that. That's where you know, a lot of where our, our content lives on social, the audience is there. Um, you can use social to have folks download eBooks, visit your website, fill out forms, um, also on the, on the customer support end as well. So I really think that it's both. I think that anybody in uh, a social role such as mine really has to wear two hats and, and really strongly understand both sides. Um, I did, I learned the marketing side when I crossed over. I, I don't have a background in marketing, um, but I think that, you know, if somebody's leading and they have that the marketing background, they've got to get um, up on their, their PR knowledge as well. I, lo I, lo I love your answer there, and I love how you, how you kind of approach it from from the different sides. And I think it's, again, something that, that, that a lot of brands and a lot of uh, social media pros, people listening to this podcast, are kind of wrestling with. So I would, I would ask you, you know, if, if you were speaking to some some younger of our colleagues uh, in the social space or in the advertising or, or PR marketing sides, would you give them any, uh, you know, suggestions on kind of how they should be kind of working on their career path and their career trajectory so that they can aspire to be kind of like you, head of global social marketing at, at a Xerox. That's, a, that's an incredible position. And obviously your, your background and your, and, and, your, and your education, your training and your skills got you to that point. So I'm curious you know, what you can pull from your experience to, that you might want to share with others. Yeah, I mean, I think a background in communications, integrated marketing is really great. One skill that we really love on our team, and, and a, a few folks on my team have it, I do not, is graphic design. Um, I recently hired somebody who is more of a graphic designer and then she got into social and you know everything is about content creation these days and you know when budgets are slim if you're not able to outsource to an agency or or you don't have that in-house design team having somebody that not only knows how to do the channels but can also create the content is like a double win so I, I would say to, to anyone coming up learn graphic design and get that integrated comms background and I completely agree with the graphic design because you're exactly right. Just as you said, it's gone from textual to image to, to video. Would you have them prioritize you know, graphic design skills, like how to be able to, uh, to create graphs and charts and, and logos and assets in Photoshop or Illustrator? Or would you say, you know, you might want to learn Premiere and Final Cut and actually learn how to you know, operate a, a camera and shoot really great video and then edit it? Where, where, would, you, where would you put uh, your recommend, recommendations on that spectrum? I think it's all of it. You know, yeah. it's something where you can you can kind of I think it, you know maybe others would argue differently, but I think that you know that that marketing side is teachable. I mean, most companies don't have the time to sit down with you know 
with somebody with a Mac and say, here's how to use Photoshop and, you know, do that kind of tutorial. Some of those things you have to bring to the table, but you know, some of those marketing type skills that I picked up along the way when I moved over from PR, I think they can be picked up as well. But you know, some of those really technical skills, I think you've got to come to the table with. So I would say, you know, focus on that stuff. And you know, if you had to do one and, and all of it, I mean, we, we do everything on, on our team because we are a small team. So we do everything from create a lot of our images and content to GIFs and, and video and you kind of do it all. So anything within that space is, is really great. And I think that's one of the great things about what we do is, you know, one of the biggest challenges we have that we all have to wear a lot of different hats. But the good news is we all get to wear a lot of different hats. And for, for people who, who like to scratch a lot of different uh, itches, you know, it's no longer just a creative space either. We've got to learn, even if you're a very creative, storytelling, copywriter kind of based journalistic type of person, you've also really got to start to learn the analytics and the, uh, and the, and the media buying in so many, so many different things. It's, it's, it's a great time. Phelan, I've got one more question for you before uh, before I hand it back over to uh, to Jay. Uh, you, one of the things you you mentioned uh, when you were speaking with Jay was the importance of friends and family, and that you've you've identified uh, a lot of your constituents, a lot of your uh, participants in social media are those. They're your employees, they're former employees, they're people who just have a great association with with your brand. I'm curious, Phelan, how do you empower? Your, your both current employees as well as those, uh, those, those, those former employees to be kind of your social media ambassadors. And is this something that, that you curate or is it more kind of laissez-faire where you're really allowing them to do uh, what, what they want to do? Yeah, we've really taken a social first strategy at Xerox, which is, you know, music to my ears as the head of social marketing, um, because we see social marketing is more than just managing the accounts, right? It's inside and out. Uh, just this year, we actually deployed a, a new social tool, Gaggle Lamp, internally, a little plug for them, um, where we uh, and we timed it for our Connect Key launch just to help uh, folks within the company who do want to share, but they're not really sure how. You know, they're afraid. They don't want to say something about the company they're not supposed to. So we curate content for them. Them, um, to share out with their friends and family on their personal networks. We also do work with LinkedIn Elevate. We've been doing that for a few years. So we've got a different or a few different tools in the works. Um, but we're always, you know, if, if there's we have an internal web board, it, um, and you know, sometimes there's articles, and it'll say, you know, share with us on social, or let's get sharing on social. Um, our CEO Jeff Jacobson is very uh, big on helping us promote social and getting the world out or the word out because we know that the brand that accounts can't do it alone. You know, folks don't always react well to a logo talking at them. They want to see the people behind the logo, the real Xerox people. And um, I think we're doing a great job internally of, of uh, you know, helping our employees do that. Well, it's exciting to, to have them be able to participate for the first time in conjunction with a big launch, right? That's a great way to kind of get yeah. that initial enthusiasm and as opposed to, well, here's just, it's a Wednesday. You know, that's not quite uh, as much of a, of a reason yeah. to get them fired up. Absolutely. And we just also um, redid our social media guidelines and put them out on Xerox.com, available for the world to see. We've got nothing to hide. Every guy, every company has guidelines. And, you know, that's just another, um, just another, I think, point of our transparency and, and um, just, you know, encouraging our, our folks to get out there and get involved. And, and they're oh, all fantastic. really excited about it. It's an it's a new Xerox, you know, I just said, um, we had the company separation at the end of the year and, and they're excited to be um, part of history, especially with, with the Konecki launch. 
We'll make sure to link that up in the show notes. Go to socialpros.com for not only this amazing episode, but all 245 prior episodes. We'll make sure to link up those social media policies. Uh, so when you come to the site, you can grab those as well. And of course, uh, the free eBooks and such that we mentioned during the sponsorship section. Phelan, I want to ask you the two questions that we've asked every single one of our guests and now you as well. The first one is what one tip would you give somebody who is looking to become uh, a social pro? Maybe it's learn graphic design, but what, what one tip would you give them? I would say to to research more about the business behind social media. Often we get folks applying for jobs saying, you know, I know social media and it's really, they know using it at a personal level. They don't quite understand how to transfer that to the business level. So I think it's, it's really about researching and understand what goes into the job. It's not just, you know, you play around on Facebook, so you, you will know how to do it. <laughs> it's just a lot more than that. Boy, I, if I could just like take that little piece there and use it as my ringtone, uh, that would be that would be fantastic. Uh, and the yeah. last question for you, Family Figgin, who is the head of global social marketing at Xerox, and thanks so much for being on the show. If you could do a Skype call with any living person, who would it be and why? Oh, that's a great question. I'm not sure. Um, any living person. I'm going to have to take a rain check, Jay. I don't know. I keep No, I keep you can't take a rain check. You got to get, well, you can go, I know your husband is named Jason and your son is named Jason. So you could go with one of the many Jasons in your life. You could go with That's them. true. I, I would definitely, I would pick my husband. I would, I would pick my husband and he would be holding my son because he's a one-year-old baby. So he couldn't probably do the, the chat on his own. I don't know. The one-year-olds <laughs> these days are pretty adept. I, I, have I, you seen a one-year-old with an iPad? It's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, there's it's probably such a, a YouTube video of one year old doing Skype. It's such a great question, though, Jay, because I think that people automatically think of folks from history, you know, rather than yeah. like, who would I talk to today that's actually around? So it's a great question. We, we always promise that we're going to do an infographic of who gets mentioned the most. We've had uh, several Elon Musks, we've had several Oprahs, uh, we had several President Obamas, uh, right. typically when he was the president, not so much uh, since then. Uh, we had some Bill Gates, we had uh, several Mark Zuckerbergs. Um, Richard Steve Branson. Jobs no longer. Yes, Richard Branson. Steve Jobs no longer in the running, obviously. Um, I, we should do that. We, I'm going to put, we, we got a new intern starting at Convincing Convert. That's going to be one of his projects is to go through 256 episodes and see who everybody answered and turn it into an infographic. <laughs> that would be terrific. Yeah, the good news is he'll, he'll only have to listen to the last 45 seconds of each of those episodes. Of uh, each show. Well, actually, in the show notes, so it wouldn't be even that hard. Uh, but in your case, we're going to say your husband Jason Finnegan. That's right. That's your that's your official your official answer for the yes. infographic. That will be the only Jason Finnegan on the infographic yeah. of that, <laughs> right. I can promise. <laughs> that's Nothing right. Isolated him in the future content marketing play that will un, un, unfurl here at Social Press. <laughs> do you get to go uh, to all these crazy far-flung locations where you guys have offices? Do you ever like it to go to go visit your Xerox Mexico friends and all that, or they just keep you stashed away uh, uh, in New York? Yes. Yes, um, I've actually been to quite a few of our offices. Um, I have been over to Germany. I've been to France. I went to our Moscow outfit, uh, office several years back, which was a really interesting trip. And it's just so great to go meet with the folks around the globe, especially, you know, at Xerox in some of the developing markets. Uh, they're just so proud to be part of the brand. You know, it's a famous brand and, and they're so proud of their work. They're so proud to show it off. And um, it's it's just, it's really refreshing when you 
when you're able to meet with those folks. We, we're all over the place. Um, we, you know, there are folks on my team in New York. There are folks in London. We've got somebody in Connecticut. Um, so, you know, all, always whenever we get a chance to do those face-to-face -face meetings, it's, it's really great. That's going to be a lot of fun. I'm sure they're like, oh, no, Phelan's here from corporate. Look busy. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, actually, they seem, I don't know, I mean, they seem excited to, you know, just to show the, their, you know, what it's like in their office and even their cities, especially if, if it's a place where I've never been and what a country I've never been. I'm um, usually part of the deal is meeting the folks at Xerox, but also they really want you to understand their culture. So they'll take out to eat and around the city and um, it's really really fun and that's one of the fun things about Xerox we're such a big company and we're in so many different locations that you know there are folks that work at the company for 30 years and it's because um, we are so big that they've been able to jump from job to job and you know just like I did I started in PR yeah. and then I moved into social and who knows what's next yeah if you want to stay there's there's definitely a role for you there there's a lot, lots of things yeah. to do yes awesome thank you so much for being part of Social Pros. It was fantastic to have you on the show. Congratulations on all the terrific work that you and your team are doing. I know there's a lot of people involved, not just you, but you're doing a great job leading them. Really appreciate uh, your time and your expertise. Thanks for having me, guys. Our pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of hopefully your favorite podcast, Social Pros. Would love your uh, thinking on the show. Two ways to do that. You can either leave us a review on iTunes, which would be swell, or just send me an email. My real email address is j at jbear.com. That's not some sort of fake weird autoresponder. That's my actual email. Just send me a note. Let me know who you are, what you do. Do you like the show? What don't you like about the show? Uh, Adam and I love your feedback. And next week, so we went from big company this week, Adam. Mm-hmm. Next, next week, we're going the exact opposite, uh, which is super fun. So next week, John Pugh, who is the proprietor of the House of Swank clothing company, is going to be on the podcast. They have four people in the company total, and they are unbelievable at social media. They are one of the best makers of t-shirts that you will ever see. We're going to talk, to, about, uh, talk to, uh, to John next week about how they do it. Small but swanky. Small but swanky indeed. So that's uh, coming up next week on the Big Social Pros Show. As I mentioned, go to socialpros.com for downloads and episode notes and all kinds of free goodies and extra stuff from every single episode over the last, what, six years of content. Thanks as always. I'm Jay Bear from Convince and Convert. He's Adam Brown from Salesforce Marketing Cloud. And this has been Social Pros. Thanks for listening to Social Pros. Please leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or on your favorite podcast listening app. Go to socialpros.com for a complete show archive and for our greatest hits. Social Pros is sponsored by Convince & Convert, Salesforce Marketing Cloud, and by Yext. And is produced by my team and I at Convince & Convert Media. If you're interested in being a guest or a sponsor on the show, visit us at convinceandconvert.com.